It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Thursday morning at Wax, I know we don't love Mother Nature right about now around this part of the world, and we're probably not going to be loving Mother Nature for at least another week. This weather not getting any better. If we get 45 the next four or five days, consider it lucky. We're nowhere near 50, let alone 60 or 70, where uh, we like to think we can get this time of the year. But uh, it is what it is. That's the weather. We'll update that, get a little more down on the facts here pretty soon. But we got other things to talk about as we do the chores on a Thursday morning at the shank of the day here on Wax. Bob and Jill with you. What's the calf count now this uh Welke Land and Cattle Company is increasing the herd size every day. Uh, we're still holding steady at 46. Oh, you're holding at 46. All right. Well, we'll get some. Maybe they'll wait till it's going to warm up a little bit so those little rascals don't have to come into this world in cold, damp, wet weather. And lose ears. Yeah. Actually, there's a low-pressure system coming in, so I'm expecting some more this weekend. Have you had some wrinkled ears? Oh, yeah. We lost <laughs> one, lost its ear tag at lost so much ear oh boy but uh, you, you don't eat the ears so. no that's for sure i haven't heard a good recipe for ear beef yet so uh there's enough other good stuff on there so that's the cattle count there hey fire you got a farm dog i have a dog she's not a farm dog she's just a dog okay well i know most you go to the farm most people you drive in and the dogs come and greet you with some barks usually the the bark is a lot worse than their bite but uh, the farm bureau has a neat program here, and uh, they've had it before, I believe. The uh, 2023 Farm Bureau Farm Dog of the Year contest, and it's supported by Purina. It's actually the fifth year of the contest I see here, where they uh, celebrate good farm dogs. If you'd like to uh, nominate your dog, it's worth it. The uh, grand prize will be a year's worth of Purina dog food and $5,000 in prize money. And the winner will be recognized at the Farm Dog of the Year Award Ceremony at the Farm Bureau Convention in January. And also, they've got four regional runner-ups, which will each win $1,000 in prize money. The dog will also be featured in a professionally produced video. The profile of the 2022 Farm Dog of the Year can be viewed at uh, www.fb.org slash land slash F. Doty, whatever that's all about. But again, so uh, nominate your dog. Uh, go through your local Farm Bureau people and uh, nominate your dog for 2023 Farm Dog of the Year. You know what I've never seen? A Barn Cat of the Year award. A Farm <laughs> Cat. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> but the Farm Dog of the Year for 2023, and we'll have to find somebody that wants to have a Farm Cat or a Barn Cat of the Year award, but uh, haven't, haven't seen that one on the horizon yet. <laughs> I guess I can understand why. So, again, Farm Dog of the Year. All right, so uh, we're going to talk to a, a Dunn County farmer later on this morning, right? We are. We're going to talk to James Paquette. He What's... is uh, Communications Director for the Farmers Veterans Coalition of Wisconsin. Right, uh, and he does a little farming himself. He does. He's got a small beef and chicken farm. All right, so we've got that coming up. Uh, he's a military veteran himself, right? He is. All right, so we'll talk about that, plus a lot of other things going on. We'll talk about land prices, mink farmers. It's a busy day here at Wax. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at our weather forecast this morning, brought to you by Markwart Motors. And they've got the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out online or at markwartmotors.com. Today, high about 38. And we're already in the 30s, so not far to go. And again, a chance of uh, some snow flying around the area, not nation or not area-wide, rather. But uh, some folks are going to see that. High tomorrow for Good Friday, partly sunny, 38, only low 40s on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, about 46 on Tuesday. Right now, we've got 31 degrees. And again, hope to get to 38, 5 o'clock, about a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Russia and Ukraine have conflicting reports about how a Russian Navy ship went up in flames. Russian authorities say a fire broke out on board the Moskva missile cruiser, which caused ammunition to blow up. But Ukrainian forces say they hit Russia's Black Sea flagship with a missile. The alleged New York City subway shooter may have turned himself in. NBC4 New York reports investigators say they're looking into whether 62-year-old Frank James called in one of the tips on himself. Zach DeHaan also tipped off police. And he was walking in the, in the sidewalk here. And I see the people walking behind him and he have like bags, small bags. I don't know what he have inside. He bought it in the floor. I was thinking he's going to do something here. James was arrested Wednesday afternoon. Tesla must pay $15 million to a black elevator operator who said the electric car company ignored racial abuse at the factory where he worked. But a federal judge in San Francisco on Tuesday slashed the $137 million award a jury recommended. The jury found last October that Tesla subjected Owen Diaz to a hostile work environment at its assembly plant in Fremont, California. Diaz said co-workers used racist slurs and scrawled slurs, including the N-word, on bathroom walls. Actor Cuba Gooding Jr. is pleading guilty to groping charges in Manhattan. The Oscar-winning 54-year-old star of Jerry Maguire was facing six sexual misconduct counts involving three women in 2018 and 2019. Gooding Jr. apologized to the women in court. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at uh, what's going on as far as our weather is concerned. Again, it's not going to be a nice Easter weekend. Joe, what did you say 19 years ago the temperature was on this day? 90 degrees. 90 degrees. We'll probably be a good 50 degrees or more off of that today. So don't get too excited. But isn't it nice to reminisce once in a while? 90 degrees back in, what would that have been, uh... 2003. 2003. Very good. That's three uh, times the temperature it is right now. 
<laughs> oh, memories are made of this. It would be a good song, wouldn't it? But uh, we're not going to get anywhere near 90 today. How about 38 with a chance of some uh, snow and stuff spitting around the area? Tonight down to 25, only 38 for Good Friday. Saturday, 40. Easter Sunday, 43. Partly sunny to partly cloudy conditions. 40 on Monday, 46 on Tuesday. A long way from 90, in other words. Medford's 28, Rice Lake 32, it's 30 in Wausau, 29 at Marshfield, across the 33, Green Bay, 34 this morning, Madison, Sun Prairie, clear and 33, down that way, they've had pretty good temperatures, we've been four upper 40s, they've been in the 60s down that way, Madison, Milwaukee, and parts like that, it's 37 in Milwaukee right now, 31, Tomo, Black River Falls, and it's uh, 31 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Let's see if we got some better numbers coming up. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's see if the numbers are better than the weather forecast. As we look at our Rural Mutual Insurance Market Report, Cash Livestock Jill. Choice said beef steers are 136 to 145 with mixed at 88 to 133. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 143 with mixed at 80 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 121 to 136 and a half with selects at 79 to 120. Cows are coming in at 59 to 101. Bulls are 73 to 118. Butcher hogs are 75 to 98 with sows at 70 to 87 and a half. Boars are 35 to 37. New crop market lambs are 165 to 215. And feeder lambs are 240 to 410. And taking a look at the mercantile exchange livestock futures market, mostly higher. Cattle were higher and hogs were mostly higher. April live cattle 140.62 at yesterday's close. That's up 67 cents. June cattle 136.87 up 57. August up a dollar at 138.65. And October cattle 145.05. That was up 40 cents. Feeder cattle to May contract 161.95 up a dollar two. August feeder cattle 174.42 up 67. September at 178 even, that's up 57 cents. In October at 180.32, up 40. Lean hog carcass contracts, we had April higher, 99.90, that was up 27. And then they went a little lower. May, 111.52, down 72. June at 117.60, down 87. And July at 119.10, that was down 72. And the Board of Trade yesterday, during the day trade, well, it was uh, a little lower, the, well, a little higher, rather. E15 announcement uh, put some support on the corn market. Soy oil demand uh, had soybeans a little higher. Winter wheat, the condition of the winter wheat is a concern. Also, how much wheat are we going to get out of Ukraine and Russia around the world this year? Putting uh, pressure on markets, and they went higher. 
but uh, not a lot of movement overnight. July corn up a fraction at 778. The oats down two at 765. July wheat up another two cents at 1123. Soybeans for July up nine cents overnight at 1674. And meal up 460 a ton at $458.90. Barrel cheese up a cent and a quarter, 238 a pound. The blocks up a penny yesterday at 233. And the butter unchanged, 277 and a half. Looking at Class 3 futures, we've got $25 milk on the board. April up 12 at 24.22. May up 36 at 25.17. June milk up 27 at 25.10. July up 25 at 24.90. And August up 14 at 24.49 as prices were higher out through January. So that's a look at some of our markets this morning. We'll have more, of course, coming up later in the hour. We'll get to some of the sale barn activity. But we've got weather to tell you about, uh, 31 right now, 38 the high today. That's as good as it gets. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, a little while ago, Joe made you a little envious of the weather 19 years ago when it was 90 degrees around here. But uh, when you look at North Dakota, it ain't too bad around here. No, they are getting, they have up to 25 inches of snow, and it's still snowing in North Dakota. And you can bet that's heavy, wet stuff, too. It's going to take a while for that to disappear. It certainly is. It's going to melt, and then it's got to soak into the ground. So it could always be worse. Remember that. We've got some farm news. We'll do that next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, that'll be a big auction down there, the... uh, Clarence Pronchinski retirement auction, so land and houses, and later on they'll have the cattle, so big auction down there with Stephens Auction Group. Well, let's take a look at some of our farm news this morning. Joe, what's going on? If you've got farmland to sell, now appears to be the time that, as land prices are at all-time highs. According to the country's leading farm real estate companies, Farmers National Company... More farmland has been sold in the past six months than in the previous four years as prices have skyrocketed. Their numbers show farmland auctions are up 65%, the amount of acres sold is up 106%, and the dollar value of that land is up 130%. A recent sale of 80 acres of cropland in central Illinois brought $21,500 an acre, with land sales in Iowa topping $23,000 an acre. A group of Republican congressmen led by Wisconsin's 7th District Representative Tom Tiffany is not happy with the backdoor attempt in Congress to take away the Chinese pelt market from Wisconsin mink farmers. Some members of Congress are trying to attach a provision on the bill relating to our trade relations with China that would prohibit the purchase, sale, or transport of farm-raised mink to China because of differences in the comp competes act of 2022 which has been passed by both houses of congress a conference committee is being formed to work out the differences in the two bills wisconsin is the u.s leader in mink production and china is our largest buyer so elimination of the chinese market would be devastating to the state mink producers it seems the u.s isn't the only country being hit by avian influenza this spring latest reports from the a connection so France has to cull more than 13 million birds because of an outbreak there. Bird flu was first diagnosed in France last November, and since then have they have reported over 1,200 outbreaks. 
Other European countries are also reporting they have diagnosed bird flu and are depopulating poultry farms across the continent. In Wisconsin, because of the bird flu outbreak, Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection officials have announced a suspension of all poultry shows, exhibitions, and swap meets across the state at least through May 31st. All right. So, again, avian influenza, not something that uh, we're the only part of the world. Everybody, I guess, has migratory birds, and they can cause a problem when they come home, and that's what's happening around this part of the country. All right, also coming up, we're going to talk to that uh, Dunn County farmer, James Paquette, again. And, uh, Jill, what did you talk to him about down at uh, Cashton the other day? He gave me an overview of his farm, even though he said it was small. But then he talked about the Farmers Federation Coalition and what they can do for veterans in getting started in farming. All right, so we're going to hear James coming up with Jill. In just a few minutes, we're 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. And again, we're 31 degrees around here right now. We'll get about 38 today. And again, a chance of more of that stuff spitting out, whether it be sleet, little rain, little snow. Just uh, not a nice Easter weekend coming our way. So again, well, the sun will be out. It won't be a problem. But uh, it's not going to be very warm. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're all mobilizing, whether it's on our backyards to get things raked up a little bit or maybe even thinking about starting a garden. A lot of folks that are interested in getting out and getting active. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'll tell you what, there are a lot of folks that want to get active but may have a few challenges that lie in front of them. Jill, you got a chance to catch up with a relatively new group here in the state of Wisconsin trying to mobilize our veterans, our farmer veterans specifically, huh? Yes, I did, Pam. I had the opportunity to talk to James Paquette. He is the Dunn County Farmer, and he is the Communications Director for the Farmers Veteran Coalition of Wisconsin. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. He told me about his farm and how he got started, and then he gave me an overview of the organization. My farm is New Columbia Acres. It's a small-scale livestock operation just north of Menominee. We raise meat chickens, egg layers, turkeys, and pigs on pasture and in our wooded hillside. It's a small little endeavor with just me and my wife and our now two small children there to help us out. But you also have another big role. You are the communication director of the Wisconsin Farmer Veteran Coalition. Tell me a little bit about this coalition. Yes, that's right. I'm the communications director for the Wisconsin chapter. We are the Farmer Veteran Coalition. We found were founded in 2021, just recently actually, so a little less than a year of full operation now. We have 538 members throughout the state of Wisconsin, and we're looking to support all farmers from veteran backgrounds, basically, in the world of agriculture and help them get their feet under them, get some education, mentorship, sponsorship, whatever they need to be successful. So you're trying to get veterans involved and in the farming. Why would somebody want to get involved in this? Well, veterans have a lot of skills that go along with farming. They are very hardworking, very adaptable, very determined to make things succeed. And quite frankly, as veterans, we're all used to working long hours into the night, into the morning, whatever is required to make the mission, to get the mission done. How would a veteran get involved? 
So to join the Farmer Veteran Coalition, you have to be a veteran, basically with a good honorable discharge. And to join up, you go to the national website, which is farmvetco.org. And from there, you can sign up to become a member. And the Wisconsin chapter will basically get that information from the national organization. The mission of the Wisconsin Farmer Coalition. The mission is, quite frankly, it's just that simple. It's to support veteran farmers in agriculture, to help beginning farmers, the veterans there, get what they need in order to succeed. And the four pillars. The four pillars we chose as a bedrock for our organization, three of them come from our military background, education, mentorship, fellowship, basically the the building blocks from the military, that what brings us together, we lift one another up, we support one another, we ensure that we all succeed by everyone being successful. And our fourth pillar we bring in from the national organization, sponsorship, that which provides money and resources to help our members grow and get what they need to get, get started in farming. So when you join the membership, are you kind of paired with another veteran that's working on farming to help get started? Or is there a larger national organization that really kind of aims the farmers at different points? There's no direct pairing right now. We, as an organization, are small in the state and we're still building relationships. Most of our mentorship right now comes from pairing with outside resources such as Moses and Angelic Organics to do our mentorship and any other organizations that have resources. We basically toss out anything that we hear about that could benefit our members to to get it out there. So in other words, the coalition is kind of a guide to help farmers along the way. Is there financial help along the way that you guys point out to? If we see any grant opportunities throughout the state, we will gladly point them in the direction of our members. From the organization itself, the national level does have the Farmer Veteran Fellowship Fund that is open to beginning farmers. It provides a grant from approximately 1000 up to $5,000 to the farmers to provide direct assistance with getting started. Now, at a state level, that is one of our long-term goals that we want to achieve is basically bring the fellowship funds to the state level where we can target it to farmers, veteran farmers in Wisconsin. There must be some other goals out there that's going to happen with this organization. Fellowship and education are our two priorities right now. We all know that farming has been challenging, especially in these last few years, watching sadly farms shut down across the state and farmer veterans were not immune to any of that and as an organization what we want to do what we want to strive for is to bring people together so that we know that you know that you're not alone out there and if we can support one another that makes all the difference the member survey highlights so you guys must have a member a survey that just went out tell me a little bit about that we just sent in a survey earlier this year in january to kind of get a feeling from our membership about the direction we were headed in, the goals we had chosen, and to see what exactly they needed. We tested our four pillars, and our members really love fellowship, education, mentorship, and sponsorship. And they they love education. They love learning more than anything else out there. Fellowship, they're interested. They want to meet. But I suppose with the whole statewide organization, that sometimes can be a challenge, especially in these days. Fellowship is definitely a challenge in this day and age. Farmers are busy. They don't want to travel too far away from their farms and take time away from their day um, to go hang out kind of thing. With the veterans, there must be a collaboration, and you can kind of get together and learn from each other. Has that been one of the benefits of this? 
That is definitely something we are looking forward to, our members, when it comes to age education. They're farmers, so they like to get their hands dirty. And one of the top priorities that our members want is that hands-on experience. They want to be involved. They want to get involved and get their hands dirty with other people, getting hands-on experience, real-life experience. Was there any other member survey highlights that you would be like willing to share? So seeing as we are here at the AgriBility Summit, the top area that our farmer veterans need assistance in is financial planning. It's transition planning. It's basically making sure that the books are balanced, that the books are making sense, and that their numbers are where they need to be to be successful. That's the top demand that our members want, other than just experience getting the farms up and running. So to get in touch with James Paquette or anybody on the Wisconsin Farmer Veteran Coalition... Tell me again, how do we get in touch with you? There are three ways to reach out. You can reach us by email at fvcwisconsin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at FVC of Wisconsin. And you can also check out our webpage, fvcwisconsin.org. The Farmers Veterans Coalition of Wisconsin is having their annual meeting on Thursday, April 14th at 6 o'clock via Zoom. To register for this meeting, go to their Facebook page, Farmers Veterans Coalition of Wisconsin, and register. Just scroll down a little bit on their Facebook page and you click register in advance for the meeting and you'll be registered for their Zoom meeting, which is again Thursday, April 14th at 6 o'clock via Zoom. And again, that is tonight, April 14th. So, uh, again, you get on that Zoom meeting if you're a veteran and want to see what uh, what the organization, the Wisconsin Veterans Coalition, has to offer. Good stuff. James, uh, what is he, what'd you say, he farms? He's north of Menominee. All right. So, again, that uh, that meeting is tonight. All right, we're almost 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Rocky's up next. That means Premier Livestock in Withy. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time at 5.30 in the morning to see what's been going on in the livestock business around this part of the country. Rocky Olson joins us from over at Premier Livestock in with a good morning, Rocky. Remember 19 years ago around here? I really don't. Sometimes I can't remember last week. <laughs> I don't either, but it was 90 degrees. Wow. What a difference. Actually, you know, it's kind of funny because we're going through talking about memories and we were just talking, like last week, it was like 85 degrees at this yep, time of year. Yep, it was. Well, my wife showed us a Facebook memory from yesterday, two years ago. We got like nine inches of snow. I know it. I know. Well, they were just out in North Dakota. They got uh, 25 inches and more out that way. Wow. That's not good for farming in the spring, but uh, it's moisture out there. They've got plenty of it. Well, what about uh, closer to home? How's the livestock business been this week? Uh, thank you, Bob, and good morning, uh, everyone. This is how the dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier yesterday. We did sell over 300 head of dairy cattle with four complete dairy herd dispersals. We had three herds of tie stall cows, uh, one free stall herd. Uh, top end fresh cows brought 18.50 to 27.50. Uh, many other average cows uh, selling yesterday from 1,200 to 18 and a quarter. Top spring and heifers from 13 to 19.50. Those lesser quality and blemish cows and spring and heifers 1,200 and down. 
Uh, next week, Wednesday, we got our special dairy cattle auction. We have three complete herd dispersals. Uh, the feature consignment, uh, we're going to have 105 high-quality registered Holstein and Red Holsteins uh, from Sand Hill Registered Holsteins out of Unity. That's going to be a complete dispersal. Uh, 50 cows, 55 top-notch heifers, calves through Springers. They're going to have an 83-pound herd average on 2X, 4-2 butterfat, 3-2 protein, 41 somatic cell. They're going to have a herd BAA of 109. Uh, like I said, you're looking for top-notch cattle. We'll certainly have them. Uh, tremendous quality. Uh, catalog is on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, we'll still sell at 11 o'clock a.m. on the sand hill. Other consignments to follow. Then we got 40 Canadian registered robot freestall cows. Uh, we got another herd of 45 grade tie stall cows. Very nice herd there. Several sets of top end fresh cows. Some of them being hand picked. And we'll have some of the best spring and heifers out of some of the best herds sold at Premier. We'll have a showcase of dairy cattle for next week. Uh, like I said, the early sand hill catalog is on online that will come with updates and recent test information uh, also next tuesday coming up that's going to be our large special feeder cattle auction uh, we'll also be selling bread stock cows calling those consignments we're expecting around 800 head for that auction uh, questions give us a call at premier 715-229-2500 just put it out there too it's going to come up quick june 17th next machinery consignment auction you can start bringing stuff uh, this week if you want to uh, but uh, we are open for consignments. We'll take consignments until we're full. So do uh, we get closer to auction day, do call before you bring your items. And uh, that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Having trouble getting Canadian cattle in here? Into no. this country? Nope. They, nope. they do all their proper paperwork and everything. No, it has not been a problem. Oh, that's, I know I talked to some Canadian visitors when I was in Hawaii earlier. I said, don't you have trouble getting in here? They said, no, we got more trouble getting home than we got in to get in the United States. So... <laughs> Evidently, depending on which direction you're going. All right, Rocky, have a good one, buddy. Have a good Easter. You too. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. We'll catch up with Mike and find out uh, what's the matter with Mother Nature. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to Skywarn 13, the weather room over there. Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. I don't want to say you're not doing your job very well, but... uh, (laughs) You know what the temperature was here 19 years ago? What was it 19 years ago? 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's our record high. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to get anywhere near that this week, are we? Uh, no, not even close. And uh, just a little over a third of the way there. I don't know what I did to make Mother Nature mad, but uh, she's she's not too happy with a lot of us, it seems, because, well, today we'll have uh, some clouds rolling in. We had a little bit of clearing last night, but obviously it didn't last. And even a few flakes out there right now. Otherwise, our temperature is only getting up into the upper 30s, but it will be very windy out there. In fact, we're under a wind advisory until later on uh, this afternoon into the evening, but uh, winds could gust upwards of 45 miles per hour at times. Going into tonight, again, some scattered rain and snow showers, although for most of the day, those are going to, most of those are going to stick north of Highway 8. We may get our uh, fair share later on, but otherwise mainly cloudy, and our lows will dip into about the mid-20s with breezy conditions persisting into tonight, possibly gusting to 40 miles per hour even as uh, late as tomorrow morning. Otherwise, partly sunny conditions going into tomorrow, but still on the cool side and a little breezy, still only topping out in the upper 30s with winds gusting upwards of 30 miles per hour. And going into tomorrow night, our lows dip into about the low 20s with partly cloudy conditions. Partly sunny again for Saturday. Well, not much warmer, but we might hit that 40-degree mark yet again. 
And then we have another chance to add some showers going into Sunday, but otherwise partly sunny for our Easter with temperatures, well, warming up, if you will, to the mid-40s. Otherwise, right now we're looking at cloudy conditions and a couple snowflakes out there with a temperature of 30 degrees. All right. Well, we'll take what we get. I suppose. And it uh, doesn't really feel much like baseball weather out there, does it, Bob? Well, thank goodness for the roof in Milwaukee. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. There you go. That's Mike Dandry over in the weather room. Morgan's next. We're going to get some news. It is news time. Morgan's in the newsroom this morning. I suppose you're taking tomorrow off so you can plant your potatoes. No. No. I'm here every day. I don't have the Bob Bolsold <laughs> vacation package. Day off. Don't What's that? Really? No. Oh, well, that's too bad. I'll talk to the boss, see what we can do. It's more like you have to talk to uh, Mike and see when we're going to be able to get in the ground and plant well, anything boy, that, these days, right? That's for sure. That Man. is for sure. Well, what, uh, what's going on? Well, we're going to keep those headlines here, and we'll dig those out from the 715. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. There are a lot of not fond memories of Frank James in Milwaukee. Neighbors on the city's near north side say James. James was angry and didn't have any friends. He's the suspect in this week's shooting in New York City subway as police there arrested him yesterday. In our state, the woman accused of killing and then chopping up a Green Bay man will get a second opinion on whether she's competent enough to stand trial. A judge yesterday ordered another hearing on Taylor Shabusiness's mental health. Police say she strangled and decapitated and dismembered a man in February, telling police she didn't mean to kill him, but she didn't stop because she enjoyed it. Shabusiness being held now on $2 million bond. Well, we go to Camp Randall, where it wasn't jump around. A lot of questions still about a fire that injured a worker there. Madison firefighters say the flames were out by the time they arrived, but the unidentified worker was taken to a hospital with injuries. Crews say the fire had something to do with roofing solvent. Of course, workers now in the middle of that massive renovation ahead of stadium time. If you plan to see a game there this season, they're hoping to wrap it up by then. Well, if you have extra coffee or maybe you're feeling a little tired on the way to work today, we'll find out if you're alone. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster tells us about a jobs report that we're expecting later. Get to work, bud. The state's Department of Workforce Development has a news conference scheduled this afternoon to talk about the latest unemployment numbers and the number of open jobs in the state. Wisconsin's last unemployment report puts the jobless rate in the state at 2.9%. I'm John DeMaster. And if you're tailgating, when parking lots open at 115 today, it's more like the brewers that you'll be cheering on. It's a cold start today, but that first pitch at 415 slated for opening day at home here to cheer on the brew crew. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. You going to the ball game? Um, nope. I'm not going to the ball game. Not opening day, but I would love to make one this year. It's been yeah. a while since I've been in Milwaukee to catch the Brewers. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It's a good way to spend an afternoon. And my dad's been really into them lately. So I'll take him up on the baseball offer because Lambo's getting a little cold for me to spend the day <laughs> out there when it comes to football season. All right. Well, stay warm. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, go Brew Crew. Thanks, There you Bob. go. You bet. The Brewers opening up later today in Milwaukee. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again today, we are going to educate you on the cooperative system, specifically Alcivia Co-op. On our Alcivia Cooperative Talk program today, we're going to talk uh, nutrition with Jeff Nielsen, who is the regional sales manager for animal nutrition with Alcivia. And Jeff, first of all, give us the overall umbrella look, I guess, at the nutrition, animal nutrition program at Alcivia. In my role, Bob, I have the opportunity to work with all of our talent nutrition team members. I also coordinate things with our production team, uh, our product development group, and 
the whole uh, goal is to create you know the best possible opportunities for our livestock producers. It doesn't get any easier in the markets we're in these days, but uh, Alcivia has come together, and I believe we've, we've put together a great team of people. Uh, allows us, you know, experience on the farm, experience with production, and access to markets, you know, which is really a global thing these days, uh, to try and serve our customers. And as far as the staff that you have, you mentioned nutritionists, production people, they're spread out all through the Alcivia co-op system, right? So at different mills, you can get that expertise right close to home. Absolutely. So our sales nutrition team, most of them work from their homes and or from their trucks, right? We're on the road, on the farm, and in, in, in meeting the farmers where they need to be met. So they're scattered really from... Uh, from the Illinois border to as far as north as Milltown, Wisconsin, where we, we have folks on the ground that can come and meet you on your farm or at your business, if you will. Our primary production facilities, we streamline those. We can talk a bit about those, but our primary production facilities are located in Cottage Grove, uh, just outside of Madison. And we have a brand new facility just a couple of years old right here, uh, right off the interstate in Menominee, Wisconsin. And then we run bag routes and bulk routes out of those facilities to, uh, to service, you know, a large chunk uh, of the Wisconsin livestock industry. With the overall program of uh, animal nutrition, Jeff, what kind of uh, services will you provide at those production facilities? You mentioned Cottage Grove and Menominee. How much can they do? They can answer most, if not all, the needs of the farmers and their animal nutrition needs, right? Absolutely, and as we all know, every farm is different. We service everything from, you know, the folks that uh, work in town and, and raise some livestock to the large commercial producers that, that are out there. And in Wisconsin, obviously, we have all types of livestock operations. So our facility in Cottage Grove is, is currently ramping up to uh, three shifts, 24 hours a day. Menominee, we're, we're adding shifts. So there's not much we can't do. Also, the, uh, also has the unique approach in the industry of really working hard to have access to commodities and markets. Anybody watching the fertilizer markets, we all know we're paying for fuel. The feed ingredients, whether it be soybean meal, canola meal, cotton seed that our livestock producers need for their livestock, follow some of the same paths. It's a global market. Uh, supply and demand is a challenge. Alcivia is one of the very few that has access to the commodities that we can bring in, for example, on our intermodal facility in Fall River. So what that means, Bob, is, you know, at times we've been able to bring train loads of canola meal into our facility in Fall River, offload that, store it, handle it, and then either move it directly to the farm or move it to our production facilities in Cottage Grove or Menominee, or we can turn it into livestock feed. There's times when access to supplies like that are really critical to not only have the products we need, but hopefully at a value um, that gives us the opportunity to give uh, better advantages to our customers that, that own us. And, Jeff, you mentioned, you know, the challenges we're having in fertilizer. But right now, as far as feed feed additives, you mentioned canola and cottonseed and things like that. Are there some better deals, so to speak, out there right now that farmers should be looking at as far as not only the cost, but also the availability of these products? That can change daily, depending on what's happening in the world. But right now, we, we don't feel, you know, a real danger of running out of supply. 
but the markets are very strong and they've been strong. Now, the last few days, they've, they've backed off a little here, Bob, but we've certainly had some historical highs. So we want to make sure farmers are, are managing their risk, you know, based on what they need in our operation. But short term, I wouldn't be looking at covering a lot of product here right now. Short term, as the markets are very high, but we've got spring planning coming up. So it's a good time to be watching things. And I guess I'd bring that back to some of the services we can offer at Alphibia. We've got a staff of folks that watch these markets every day. We're, we're watching what production is doing, what supply is doing, what the markets are telling us. And, of course, we want to pass that information on to our producers, to our nutrition team or our commodities desk, so that if there's questions about what's going on in the market, give us a call. We'll try to give you the best information we can and try to help you make the best decision for your operation. But uh, it's certainly not easy these days, that's for sure. That is for sure, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff Nielsen. Again, you got uh, your feed needs with Alcivia. Stay on top of the markets, and that means stay in touch with your nutritionist at Alcivia Cooperative on our Alcivia Co-op Talk program. Time for us to get to markets, and uh, let's do it. Let's go to the barren market see what happened yesterday. Here's Amber. Fed cattle choice Holstein steers sold from $1.10 to $1.19. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.09 and down. Cow cows at top 20% sold from 84 to 87.50, topping out at 95.50. 60% sold from 97 to 80. More markets. Let's head down to the equity barn at Sparta. Hear what Scott has to say about yesterday's market. Slaughter cow market was steady today with 20% of cows 80 to 83 with a top of 92. 60% of cows sold 65 to 79. And 20% of cows sold 64 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high-yielding bulls 90 to 105. Your canner and utility bulls 89 and down. Fed cattle were a little lower today with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 137 to 143. Your selected choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 133. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 129. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves, $1 to $1.80. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to $1. And the beef calves, 170 to $2 with no test on the top. Just a reminder, this next Thursday, April 21st, will be our next dairy feeder sale with dairy starting at noon, followed by feeders at 1230. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, April 13th. Have a great day. And let's get to more markets as we head over to the Equity Stratford barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is up. Good morning, Jerry. A little white on the ground over in your world, huh? Well, Bob, and good morning to you. You are correct. Uh, not a real big deal. Certainly, we run up. You know, we certainly feel for those folks out in uh, North and South Dakota, especially North Dakota, so... Uh, rather than talk about something unpleasant like the weather, why don't we just uh, talk about something that is uh, pleasant like the markets? Go for it. 
I'm going to do that. Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out the feeder cattle sale yesterday. A, lo- a big run of feeder cattle, a lot of folks on hand yesterday, and feeder cattle selling on a fully steady market. Uh, most of the beef stews and heifers yesterday, uh, well, there's a, kind of the heavier weights in, in, from that 550 to 750. Those were selling mostly from $1.22 to $1.55, and your heavier yielding cattle, uh, both stews and heifers, uh, beef cattle in that beef line, mostly from $1.05 to $1.36. And the Holstein steers, lightweight Holsteins, uh, mostly from 95 to 110, and um, a lot of Holsteins yesterday from that 6 to 9 weight, and they were selling between 83 and 117. And now we'll get into the market auction yesterday. Cows continue to be on a good, strong tone. High yielding Holstein cows yesterday's auction, selling from 78 to 88, topping at 90. Most of the cows this week, uh, 60 to 77, thinner cows below 60. On the bull trade yesterday, your better quality bulls from 92 to $1.10. Bulls topped at 114 On the fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from uh, uh, 105 to 120 Higher yielding choice Holsteins from 121 to 125 Select grading cattle, uh, mostly below a dollar. On the calf market, continues to be strong on these bull calves, a dollar to a dollar uh, to 240 uh, extreme top so far this week at 265. Beef calves also very strong, 175 to 400. We've topped out at 450 on those. And we are at Thursday this week. We get underway this morning, 11 o'clock, for our marketing uh, 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 market auction today with uh, market cows. Starts at 11. We sell fat cattle also along with the bulls. Baby calves, we'll get to those about 12, 1230. So that's kind of how things are going here at Equity Stratford. Bob, I don't the roads are too bad. So uh, just... Uh, it's going to be a cool, cold day, and uh, you guys were talking about 90 degrees before. Well, that's a long time ago. Yeah, uh, 19 but, years. So Yeah, well, it would be. You and I were considerably younger then, you know. Boy, so. that is for sure. That's for sure. Hey, Jerry, have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Betcha, Bob. We'll be here. Drive careful, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, like you said. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. More markets coming up. Brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. When you don't have the right tools for the job, hard work just gets harder. But with an LS tractor from Synergy Cooperative, you'll have the right tool every time. These heavy-duty tractors are loaded with features, providing the quality, capacity, and comfort for you every time. Be ready for spring with a new LS tractor and attachments including tillers, rotary cutters, box blades, and more. Visit Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland to experience the LS difference. Test drive today. Customer-owned, community-minded. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets to get to. Let's get over to Terrain Livestock in Thorpe. Michelle is with us on this Thursday morning. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Bob. You know, I don't know how to approach this, but... uh... Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet you're you're a bear to live with right about now with this weather. Well, you know... Thank God for a fireplace. I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting in my house, and I all I hear is the howling of the wind. Well, you got to get a better house. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll grab that. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but I'm telling, I don't. Think, but I don't think anybody likes this kind of weather. 38 for the high today. That's uh, that's not fun. Uh, Easter Sunday, only 43. So it's a good thing you got to have no, all the grandchildren around. Uh, not this weekend. So no. today I'll have some of them, but oh, good. but it's just you know, it's just a taste. We get a smidgen of a taste of spring, and then it's just 
Then away it go. Well, anyway, you're not, so I don't think you're going to plant tomatoes tomorrow on Good Friday. I know, unless I'm doing them in a gummy sack inside a nice warm shed. <laughs> well, well, that can happen, too. So, anyway. Yeah. little different Easter because of the weather, but uh, how was the sale last night? All right. Thank you about summing up the sale from Wednesday, April 13th at Green Livestock Market in the Slotic Market. We tapped at 84 with a consignment by Hopeless Dairy of Sheldon. 83% of the cows sold from 70 above. Market cows for the week were 77 to 88. Low-yielding cows, 68 to 76. Thin and wheat cows, 67 and lower. Four beef types, steers and heifers choice, 118 to 138. Selects were 116 and down. Four in the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 86 to 98 with utilities at 82 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality homes and bull calves so from 100 to $225 per head. We tapped at 229 with a consignment by Bill Chokas of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $45 per head and down. Host and heifer calves were 10 to $40 per head. Beef beef calves, 110 to 370 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 101 to 106. Sows were 70 and a half to 105 and a half. Boars were 40 and a half and down. Our next will be Monday, April 18th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you'd like an on-farm visit, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmstock.com. For all of us at Livestock, your family owned an upper market. Have a safe and happy Easter. You too. Have a good weekend and uh, enjoy the family. We'll do that. You too. All right, there she goes. That's Michelle over at Treen Livestock in Thorpe. As we said, markets brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. Board of Trade overnight, July corn. After a higher day yesterday on the board, July corn up a fraction at 778. The oats down two at 765. July wheat up two at 1123 this morning, and the soybeans up nine at 1674. Meal, 460 a ton higher at 458.90. And country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn is at 719 with soybeans at 1617. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 718 with soybeans at 1611. On the DTM screen this morning, those cash prices at the elevators for corn up about a dime. Soybeans up about 20 cents today. Golden Plump, corn is 731 a bushel. At Baldwin and Mondovi, corn is 711, soybeans 1608. Durand is 706 on the corn, 1608 on the beans. Over at Elmwood, 711 and 1613. At Fall Creek, corn is 701, beans 1598. And at Osseo, 716 on the corn, 1613 on the soybeans. Over at Stevens Point, soybeans 1595. Elk Mound, the corn is 714 a bushel. 1620 on the beans. Sparta has corn at 723 a bushel, 1603 on the soybeans there. Over to Ellsworth by the river, 693 for corn, 1585 for beans. Ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley both have corn at 731 a bushel today. New Richmond grain facility at 724. Barrel cheese, 238. The blocks, 233, both up about a penny yesterday. Butter unchanged, 277 and a half. Class three for April, 2422, up 12. May at 2517, up 36. June up 27 at 2510. July up 25 at 2490. And August up 14 at 2449. Prices higher through June. Once again today, windy day today. That's probably the uh, biggest thing to be aware of. So don't be burning anything. And we'll have uh, some of that uh, flurries and rain in one of those days. Highs only about 38. We're 30 right about now. 
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.